delighted to have you in the podcast where all stories are welcome and the masks come off. Hi Malvika. Hi Shiva. So wonderful to see you. Welcome to Soul Brews with Shiva and I'm so delighted to host you on Coffee and Soul. Thank you so much for making the time. I'm equally delighted. It is the best thing on a Saturday morning. Love and uh, Shiva, I've known you so long. So uh, it's been great. You know, it's good to have a conversation. And Absolutely. if so, who makes us come together? Absolutely. More than be that, so be it, isn't it? Yes. Exactly. Do you have your cup of tea or coffee? What are you, what are you drinking? What's your... Well, today, because I'm, I've escaped yeah. the hills and uh, being a chaika bacha, I thought it would be tea. Huh. But then, you know, pakawa hill tea doesn't do it for me. And I didn't bring my correct... Orthodox tea. So oh. I have pulled out a ready sachet of Samahan. Samahan is great tea. So lovely. And I'm going to pour myself. Can you imagine? Am I doing Gaddari? I don't know. I drink a lot of coffee, but being a chai kid. <laughs> it's but, okay. But, tea and know, coffee. It all kind of goes together. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. All right. Let me just pour myself. Lovely to have you here. Thank Good you. Pleasure. To life. To all this getting over soon and to physical meetings in the very near future. Look forward to it. Absolutely. Oh, yes. Mm. What's this about coffee, I wonder? Anyway, so uh, Malvika, I'm going to ask you to hold this cup of tea in your hand. And if you just nestle it in your palm, sit back. You're in the right space, actually, for it right now. But just sit back and close your eyes. What comes up for you? Any anything you see? Any now I can first actually feel the silence. Um, I can hear a couple of dogs, and I think of my pet. And after that, it takes me back to the silence of a veranda in Papoiti Estate. Actually, looking out at the garden, the trees, the little hedge, lilies, and I'm also got my little bit of art in front of me. It was a perfect moment that day. And the silence just took me back. Amazing. It's very evocative. uh, Thank you so much for sharing it. What else does it do? What does it mean to you? It's bringing me a sense of um, what I love doing best is watching nature, Mm. like watching the grass grow as well as drawing it. So it was... uh, it's something that I do less now or very little of. But um, I keep, you know, every now, like today you've got me, I'm toast. I've had a nice breakfast. I'm <laughs> sitting up. I'm cozy and warm and oh, nice yeah. guy. And it's like, hmm, Paboy Tea Estate Veranda. You know, because maybe I'm sitting up in the hip. Things I miss my slightly warm, tropical, humid, flush, uh, east. Every now and then. So that's what it's bringing for me. Yeah. yeah. And you've just recently come into, uh, come to Landor, right? That's why you are taking, taking a bit of a break from work and home and here with family. How's that going? What the? The break. The break. So um, actually, it was looking out of, um, I'm really looking at the window now. And it's this view. I look, I'm looking onto the whole Dune Valley. which is where I grew up, a large chunk of my life. And um, two things occur. One is a shift in perspective. I always looked up at the Musuri lights every night, walking (laughs) back 
school and well, uh, tennis courts and the tennis courts and yeah and walking to number 6, number uh, six that's right. and generally it was one of the things you did you know they looked I looked up past the lychee trees and you saw masuri twinkling there exactly. the funny thing is the first time i'm up in masuri for you know uh, mus for the night yeah. and i'm looking down on derudun hmm. i thought you know the 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 flip of it is quite interesting because it was always looking at this magical elevated masuri and now it's just the reverse so <laughs> what was that and the second is the you know this view it's a, a veranda small veranda looking out at the mist rolling in Mm. and sometimes there's something available which is this beautiful vista i think i could see saharanpur this morning mm. and in a couple of hours just white out mm. we in a cloud and uh, there's nothing there and then slowly it's ephemeral i do read a lot so i use these words <laughs> but it's like magic because sometimes something is showing and something isn't and it's so uh, capricious it's so mutable mm. that and it's ever changing so i just feel like this is it right now is it oh and the next thing this is it right now is it and it's all very restful you know it calms you down knowing that there's nothing you don't know what's coming ahead and yet you know it's going to be fabulous you know of course it is a beautiful aesthetics do matter so you know that you know once you've seen that beauty you know it'll show up in different ways sometimes when i look out of my gurgaon window i do miss oak forest but when you know it's there it's texting even in this beauty sometimes it's there and sometimes it isn't and between my first cup of coffee in the morning to this no no so so stop here monica sometimes yeah. it's there sometimes it isn't what does that mean to you what is it it's almost like a metaphor is being created here for you which you are probably what i'm sensing nearing is you're trying to voice it and articulate it in a manner and it'll take some time maybe this trip you know but i, I maybe i'm pushing it a little bit so I, i'm Absolutely. very curious to to what is it doing here this sometimes here and sometimes not and it kind of comes breath isn't it breathe in and breathe out and one minute one second you you after on the out breath you anyway you're not there right the yeah. in life comes back yes. in so uh, I'm, i'm curious tell me more and also then tell me about verandas this it's a i will tell you verandas i i think life just idly spent be spent in verandas with a bookshelf close by that's everything else then will work out uh, but before we come to verandas you know something about um, being there and available not there like breathing in breathing out is somewhere you find stillness and i'm finding that stillness mm-hmm. it was a deep focus um, that always helps me feel uh, calm or feel or heal or sort of sort of reenergize mm-hmm. all these words don't work but it's like being still um, yeah, totally you know? works totally uh, works go ahead and it rejuvenates feels too much like a spa but it's it's a, a, a general sense of being able to be still and being okay so um it's like say you know you abandon yourself mm. rather than trying to control so surrender to the moment right so surrender yeah yeah it's like surrender but more like um, yeah surrender in in the sense of abandon in the sense of letting yeah. go 
yeah. abandoned that. And that's a beautiful, yeah. powerful word. That was what it was. It was sometimes there. And otherwise, always thinking, you know, yoga, nihoga, plan B, plan C. Somewhere you, you know, there's always this thing going on. And it was simple, as simple as, will it rain today? Will there be sun? Will we be able to go for a walk? Oh, it started drizzling. Oh, now it's got to, let's wait 10 minutes. It'll pause. Will it pause? So there's no, it, it's not a perfect plan. There is no plan. And that I think sometimes being awake is really like, you know, within 24 hours, and it's not even 24 hours since I got here, I can feel the shift. And um, it takes me back to when I was younger, and maybe even much younger than when I was in Paboy. I was a teenager by then. Uh, a boy being a tea estate, right? Tea estate, yes. Sorry. You grew it's, up in the tea estate. Just for everyone to know. That yes. Share that heritage. Uh, yes. Yeah, so I grew up in the tea estates and I grew up in Upper Assam, actually. Uh, uh, and I will take you back to a place there, which made, which is my go-to place. Uh, it's almost meditative. So uh, when I go to Namtok, which is beyond Namdang and Margarita, it's uh, one of the tributaries of, uh, it's the Dirac River, which goes into the Buri Dehing at some point. And it's literally the foothills, it's lovely pebbles, and it's sort of a glen into which we, choose, we used to go for picnics. Yeah. But there, I was must have been seven. Yeah. The sense of stillness is, I used to feel I used to fade away. I didn't have a body. I would fade into i was there was no uh back yeah that's right that's right. i didn't exist and that feeling I, you know because maybe i grew up in such beauty and uh such carefree um remoteness uh, that then you without realizing it is something you search for and find those moments that define yeah. your decisions or at least mine and so when i Go back to sitting, maybe, uh, how old was I? I was being 18, 19. Um, didn't realize my hormones were raging. <laughs> but uh, as a teenager, it was about a happy, you know, like happy teenage where you listen to your music and you, well, everybody played tennis. I was a lazy sod and I still am. I would sit in verandas and paint. Mm-hmm. And uh, for me, that's what it took me back. And to, uh, I didn't bring any of my, usually I always have a sketchbook with me. And today I haven't even brought that, you know, it did. It just mm. didn't happen in the packing. And I brought my laptop, but I didn't bring my paintbrush. So for me, that yeah, is something. It's beautiful. You know, as I said, again, this is so, uh, and I, I resonate so completely uh, coming from the same kind of a background. And uh, I know exactly what you're talking about. And, and it takes me back. So thank you for the gift. Thank you for the gift because I think it's what a lot of it, a um, lot of who we are is shaped by where we grew up and the kind of early life we live. Um, and yes. I think we share that heritage and that history, and no one can take that away from us. So, moving further on this on this uh, note, um, as you reflect on your journey, yeah. and we've we've got onto a very interesting start with going back to six, seven-year-old in a sand in, on these pebble waters and then verandas. <clears throat> how did it go? What, how has your journey been? What have been some of your key movements? Yeah. So there are two things, you know, I often think because 
also my answers will keep changing. I feel what I would have said maybe five years ago will be different to what I say five years next. They grow and change. In this instance, there were two things that critically shaped because I've been thinking about it and you know out of different conversations. And one was that um, growing up uh, in a sort of corner of India, literally, uh, Margarita couldn't be further probably furthest civilization next was still next was burma there was a sense of hunger and wonder yeah. you know these old libraries um made us travel because it was i was 70s and 80s kid uh you know uh so you traveled and the world came to you and you're curious about the world so i think that was there was a certain hunger and curiosity yeah. to know yeah. and the second really was also a great amount of privilege. Mm -hmm. And I want to talk about that because while a large part of India, my country is very differently placed, I did grow up as in a very feudal old colonial system, which is something I'm looking at when I'm reading a book now saying, oh really, is this the way uh, I would write the sentence and maybe there's a different perspective, but I did grow up with privilege and I went to, even going to uh, Carmel Convent Digboy, which is a oil town, um, which is, quite fancy uh, from where Margarita was, was a sense of privilege, you know, uh, and being able to have a veranda and being able to access Namtok on a, a weekend was privilege. Mm. So that from that corner of the world, it wasn't, uh, I think the best thing I got uh, was an education. Uh, and that I was lucky to have a good education in school. And then further on, I, when I made those choices, I was always challenging my dad. Now I realize my dad was probably my best champion because I am a single woman, 49, who's straight and has chosen to be this person. And I work and I run a company, you know, work at a company and work with a large number of colleagues. And I've had a very checkered and, and you, work, you work with DK, right? Yes, I work in a publishing company called DK. I'm a designer who works there and I've sort of become a, more into leadership and management. So I'm now the design head of DK India. And DK is a Brit company, which does a lot of visual design books. So DK stands for? Dorling Kindersley. Mm. Uh, erstwhile Dorling Kindersley. Now it's just a brand, yeah. you know, a brand word. Yeah. Uh, yeah but it's... Uh, it was started by a designer and they really were used design thinking and visuals um, right from the start. And also the things that uh, pulled me into DK was that they're crazy about plants and animals and knowledge and presenting it in absolutely fabulous ways. So uh, it was an instant love story there. And I was like, I want to work for them because they just do amazing <laughs> stuff. So that was, that was it. Uh, so I am there. And uh, I think the thing was, when I go back, my dad was, um, my mom and dad were classic 1960s education. And my dad went to Stephen, my mom, to Miranda, Miranda house. And my dad said on the breakfast table one day that girls shouldn't go to Stephen's. And that was it. Challenge. And I was like, wow. I said, I will go to Stephen's and I will get my marks. I will not use your, uh, you know how it's a, ha, you'll get it because you're my daughter. I'm like, they you know type of thing and um so and of course we at that time i was listening to madonna who just gone papa don't preach and he thought it was the worst song and he was listening to dire straits and couldn't understand why i couldn't understand mark Knopfler, which who i do now so you know it was teenage years and i was like hum college aise karega. 
So, um, and in all this, my mother, who's the voice of calm, you know, there's this design institute. You seem to always want to draw. You know, I put my the back of my notebooks were always sketches, and you know, I was always the person in school who would do chart competition and all. You know. Uh, so you felt you were like the cartoonist, the doodler, and everybody said, wow, you write your name so nicely. But it wasn't that. So, but my mother said, try this, you know, NID, Ahmedabad, and all. What? Oh. I thought Calcutta was the zenith of the empire. Right. So Delhi was very uh, rural. I mean, backward in those I days. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So yeah. in 1978, 79, chalk and cheese. You know? yes. uh, so... And I landed up quite by chance, uh, filling up those forms. We were all filling up forms. Uh, Usha Albuquerque, I think she had come and done career counseling and she said, you should be uh, administ- you know, I- IFS, IAS, criminal lawyer. I said, wow, because we just filled up a form. And uh, um, uh, investigative, uh, no, design was second, some sort of designy sort of thing, which they had a weird. And I was like, I'm not going to do any of this. I'm going to do English honors, Stephens. And uh, just to put Papa down, that's my plan. So, but you know, everybody was doing these and we filled up the form and I wrote all sorts of whatever came to my head first thing. So I feel, feel that one was also the curiosity. So there was no fear, even though I thought I had this privilege of saying I'll go this way. I landed up in Ahmedabad. And I think that was probably quite by chance the happiest mistake that happened to me oh. uh, i found my uh, my tribe of people who often would think like me or would be okay and far more talented and far more creative you know so college was great i went to design school in ahmedabad and uh, it changed some of my wiring and i'm very glad for that i made the most oh. tremendous friends and um, I feel very confident of that. I sometimes feel that those are really good years or best years. Um, young, you're doing stuff, the world's your oyster. So yeah, that's yeah. it. And um, because it was so plural and open and multidisciplinary, hmm. uh, for someone who came from seeing a, a factory working from a paint shop to a, uh, you know, my granny used to weave to come into an institute like that, it was it was okay to have different interests. And that kind of, that's why I feel that it wasn't unidimensional even when I was growing up, you know? I remember Grayson, mm-hmm. the painter in Bogapani, who's lettering my trunk, my school trunk, uh, 1980, probably February. And it was the first time I watched somebody do hand typography. And as I was a great watcher. So I spent hours watching him get, and he was a perfectionist. So it was like watching art being created, you know? Um, So I felt that that was very lucky. So then through my career, which is here and there and everywhere, um, I decided when there was already by the 19, mid well, 1990s, not so much, but by 94, 95, that you must have a career and... uh, uh, you know, what about in Ahmedabad and there's, you see the IIT Ahmedabad, you know, uh, I, I am yeah. sort of seen and, you know, there's sort of career graphs and writing resumes and so on. Yeah. Um, and I was like, who cares? So uh, I think that kind of is nice. 
I'm being able to find, but I'm hearing is being able to find your center in the middle of ah, all do, this. Well. Do I'm what you saying. want and have the uh, thing. Sometimes you fail, sometimes you get it right. But I think sure. uh, to have sure. uh, worked in um, a dabble in ad filmmaking. Uh, so my, mm-hmm. I'm a graphic, des- mm-hmm. I train as a graph visual communication, which was graphic design with a specialization in mm-hmm. video. Nobody knew what video was. Um, so mm-hmm. it was just mm-hmm. about looking at... Um, a bit of advertising, early days in Bombay. And did you spend some time no, just, there? Uh, I think two months in advertising was enough, but I love <laughs> Bombay. Uh, and I came back to Delhi um, uh, and I, I wanted to make documentary filmmakers. And I thought a feminist voice must be heard. I wasn't even sure whether I was a feminist or anything. And yes. I'm probably not. <laughs> but uh, at that time there was, you know, and I landed up uh, finishing some work and uh, landed saying, and she said, oh, you know, they're uh, recruiting for a film. Will you want to be an assistant? And I had this bucket list of, I want to do, I want to make, I want to work on a movie set. I want to do a documentary. I want to do a shoot. I want to do a book. I don't want to. So I had this list of things I wanted to do. And none of them were, uh, j- there was a jack of all trades, master of none. So after that, I worked uh, on a film. Um, and then I had a career in feature films that came to India at that time. And uh, uh, films like like which ones? I worked for. I started with Deepa Mehta's um, first of her trilogy, so I was. Love. I didn't know that. I, I didn't know, know that. that. Okay, so no, I uh, was um, the people I was working for. Uh, you know, um, Sanjay Kark and Baj. Uh, they had a company called Octave, and I was doing some docu's for them. They said, "Huh?" Oh, I said, "I don't know what to do now." You know, so they said. Are you, uh, go and meet uh, my friend Aradna. She's uh, uh, going to be looking for an assistant. You know, because I'd worked on Bombay sets where you, if you're a flunk, you're a real flunk, you know. Right, uh, right. So I said, a feature film. Unknown director, unknown whatever. And uh, I went to the IIC and met Aradna, who I ended up knowing, you know, from another world. And uh, I said, yeah, I'll work. So I landed up being a, a, what was my credit now? I can't remember. I think art department assistant on fire. So uh, uh, 1995-96 winter shoot. So yeah, so that was... uh, yeah, that was the winter. So that's my how, how how did that go? How did that go? Did you enjoy those, yeah, those hard days? Work. Do you look I loved film. I still love I you know uh, yeah it's it's my uh, no I don't know where this will get broadcast but it really definitely is what I sometimes miss as an a rush. Yeah it's yeah, an sure. adrenaline rush. It was great it uh, yeah. Um, and also working with so many interesting people, uh, cameramen, and it, it's again a very multidisciplinary lights, camera, carpenters, painters, and of course, brilliant uh, talent. So, um, I mean, I was so kicked out. Shabana was on my set, and, <laughs> and Kulbushan Karbada was terrified of. But uh, what, um, what it taught me very quickly was uh, a work ethic which I'm always grateful for, and accountability. <laughs> like, mm. uh, film is like a uh, boot camp. So yeah, so I had a mm. career in mm. film. And then I was missing my design. So I would come and um, work in what was then multimedia and CD-ROMs. Mm. High tech, mm. media, high tech. Mm. 
<laughs> so it was a nice journey. And sure. um, then I just kept evolving with technology. I went back into books. I, I always enjoyed books. And then he, mm. DK was hiring for multimedia in India. So I joined them. And it was like the best thing. I was like, oh, you know, they, they make CD-ROMs and they are open to movies and digital and, and books kind of fit them. And the next thing I knew, I've been with DK, but then I kept, was in and out. I used to do film and yeah. Yeah. then... Um, you, know, you got to do stuff that, and you got, actually got paid for it. Huh? It was like your passion, you were working with it throughout. It seems like that now, but at some time there was also, I did movies because uh, they paid much better. So DK would be like, hi, sick. You know, I want to, I want to buy a Mac. Those days were damn expensive. You do a movie, you can buy one. You know, it was, I was young and foolish. So sometimes I feel uh, uh, some of those decisions were very well thought out. I was often told when I said, oh, I'm just settle down and I used to call it my experiments with the desk because I was just always hopping from one thing to the other. And designers do get bored easily. Mm -hmm. uh, so unless it's your passion project, you. Like, okay, been there, done that next, you know? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. So I remember a recruiter telling me, hmm, no staying power. Uh, you haven't done anything. You are master of none. And you know, those were things that uh, you, uh, of course I had a group of people in film, which I felt that, you know, there was shorthand. There were people I'd worked with for years. If they call me even today, I would drop everything and deliver. Yeah. But it's different to working in an office environment. Of all the so, um, so you know, it just all came together, and then uh, yeah. And so, so, do you think you could have you would have chosen anything differently, Abhika? Is there something you feel you should have done differently? Only one. And I thing. don't mean it. I don't mean it in terms of. No, business. no. There's only one thing. Yeah. Because I think um, definitely not. I loved my now looking back, and uh, um, I'm going to be fifty at the end of the year, so I am doing a bit of a think, uh, and I was like, no. I loved all the maverickness. What's the point of looking back and regretting and all? But there is one regret, which was, I think I was not astute enough or I was at that point too um, distracted by other passionate encounters uh, was um, I had the opportunity of going to uh, a grad school in the States. And somebody was very politely telling me that they would sponsor me. And they were trying to tell me without making me feel um, embarrassed. Mm. Or, you know, I, they weren't. They were just actually saying, perhaps, yeah. take it. We, yeah. we got it. And it was something, uh, you know, it was D school at Stanford. Wow. My aunt in California who said, this is starting. They were, in, you know, in on it when it was starting. Mm. Yeah. And that's the one thing I feel that that might have been a that's just as a lover of knowledge and a eternal student i feel that's my only regret that i didn't do that because mm -hmm. i do it the only place i go and look at with envy and say i so it's not the jobs or the places or things one could have done i'm very happy with what i did when i look at some of the moments i was cribbing and moaning and groaning like a real chew but looking back None of it was as true uh, uh, as I would have looked at it. It's good, yeah. It did exciting projects. and I think it's fabulous. I think it's fabulous that you, you chalked out your own uh, path and you followed it courageously, bravely, and because perhaps there was no other way that you... There was no, and there was no path also. No? It was Correct. not a direct path. Correct. It wasn't advertising. I said, no, I don't want to advertise. But what will happen in publishing? I don't want to do that. I don't want to do jacket design. I don't want to do anything. 
So it was just that uh, thing. Yeah. Yeah, you know. and 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 so uh, you know, you never know. You might be going to Stanford and lecturing at some point. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh yes. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah I, I've, I've been back there a few times since. I totally but, believe. When you said, "Is there anything?" I said, "That was an opportunity I did not recognize." Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a recognition problem, not a miss. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so Monica, when things are going not so well, and we were talking just before we started, uh, we got into this. Uh, recording this and saying that it has been the last six months have been very tough and for a lot of us you know and yeah. because covid just seems to be endless you know and the implications thereof um when the chips are down what do you fall, fall back on is there a metaphor for life or a couple or what do you how do you how do you how do you get back to a space where you feel it's okay wow I think uh, right through, but last year particularly, and I think this year particularly, um, as an in when you're performing your role or whatever decision making you do in whatever you do, not just work but life as well, um, if you're doing it individually as an individual performer, then my re- expectation of myself or what my optimism for myself, my bounce back, and even my wallow can be very mercurial or uh, up and down because i'm talking to myself and i can say okay now just shut up or get on with it or chin up you know such words but now for the last few years when i'm working with a really wonderful bunch of designers i'm very proud of all my colleagues and when i'm over the years uh, i've had some tougher ass- assignments or mandates to deliver in terms of transformation of teams mm-hmm. of uh, uh, and i think i do bring i've often been told can you just slow down i remember one it guy said what do you eat for breakfast <laughs> because i used to walk in with this energy which i did never waited for people <laughs> to catch up with it but in the last few years what has held me was if to take while i am the person who will do what i have to do for myself it was taking everybody with me and sometimes that load became too heavy mm. to share you know you needed to share mm. to stand together to be there for each other and i think the ability to sometimes just be vulnerable and say okay today is a really tough day today i just don't feel like working mm. so you know i am in my pajamas guys and i'm okay. still at this meeting which would not have happened mm. i would never have cried at work mm. it was i my work at the get film was if you cried on set mm. you were a loser you know mm-hmm. some mm-hmm. issue so the vulnerability the un, the empathy that i needed to say okay guys ho jayega we've got to get through this together that i think uh, whether it's for the family whether it's for my connection with my dog who's aging whether it's with my team whether it's my friends it was that mm-hmm. and this year strangely put that optimism or that equanimity to real test mm-hmm. where you don't have that control mm. you know it wasn't about defying death or anything like that i'm i'm not have any sort of foolish thoughts like that mm. it was about saying oh my god i can't help somebody with an with something as basic as oxygen i can't actually get out and get into my car mm. uh without endangering uh my you know parents uh mm. it, it was just like yeah uh, a sense of being in a, a mental straight jacket mm. Mm. that i found was where it tested real test of metal mm. 
mm-hmm. and to find opportunities and to keep stepping back, mm-hmm. you know, going back to that veranda moment or putting on music that took you back or saying, make keeping it light. Mm-hmm. That I think is uh, what is the secret of keeping it light, mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. carry it lightly. It's mm-hmm. okay. Mm-hmm. Even the control, even the need to be organized, even mm-hmm. the need to be heartbroken or devastatingly sad mm-hmm. not to be in that extreme mm-hmm. Just to because everybody that. around us is also but you don't need everybody to be always in the same boat as you mm-hmm. the fact is that to keep it light it's okay mm-hmm. it is you know, so i found that have i answered your question yes absolutely yes yes so i felt that wear, um, wear it lightly right wear, wear it lightly because yeah. Even the intensity of getting something done mm. or being late or getting it perfect or doing your duty or, you know, just wear it lightly. It's okay. Have fun while you're washing the dishes. It's all right. Mm. It's fun. Mm. You know, mm. God bless Amazon. Fine. They, I used to be the person who's saying, oh, I'm against big co-op. And I was like, you know, <laughs> thank God. They yes. yes. So it's just, it was, it's okay. You know, do both. Mm. Both. Yeah. It's okay. Don't have to be uh, polar. Mm. That was okay. But I do feel that uh, what one took nap as your rhythm of every day, being able to walk in the park or just walk, you know, have a chat and laugh with your friends, uh, all those things when they go away, then you really have to only be with yourself. Mm. And then what are you, what am I with myself, which was what created some of the very difficult questions with me. But I think it's just uh, saying, okay. Mm. Mm. It, it is what it is and the yeah. few things help you pull you back you know Shiva. Mm. it's for me it's always nature mm. it's almost uh, the need for green for trees mm. uh, and the need to discover things mm. Mm. so I live in Gurgaon and thanks to um, this uh, pandemic and finding ways to walk mm. uh uh, not on a treadmill, was I've discovered the the Banda Road, the great uh, reforestation uh, project. And I've been, every time I walk on it, I bless the people who had the courage and the gumption to put it together. We're here in Gurgaon. I don't know about it. I have to talk. Oh my God. I, that's a walk we'll do together, Shiva. All right. Sounds Beautiful. very good. So yeah. sorry. Yeah, I can, I can waffle on. But I, I, I have the mic back to you. No, I think, uh, no, this is great input for many of us who are living in Gurgaon, maybe don't know about this. It's, it's a great thing. To, it's, a, it's called the Banda, Banda Walk, isn't it? The Banda Road, I mean, it's the Banda Road. Eco something reforestation. It's, they've taken the, with MCG Gurgaon, I think, I am Gurgaon is the, uh, right. and they've, they've reforested. Yeah. Yes, uh, yes, yes the path along the Nala and it's wheelchair friendly. It's, um, dis, you know, sight, uh, people who have a problem with sight friendly. It's just, they've uh, changed the path. It's lovely. That's, that's, that's amazing. So just to understand a little further, who have been the key influencers in your life? Who shaped you? What shaped you? Would Michael Jackson be all right? Yeah, uh, totally. <laughs> Steve Jobs. So for the people who I've never met, but definitely had an influence, would be uh, people who I've read and watched, or mm. uh, and of course a lot of thinkers. 
first also um, then with my family, my both my grandmothers, my maternal, paternal, my uh, both very different. Um, but my sense of uh, my knowledge of mythology mm. and uh, scripture mm. um, all came from my dadi, who was quite a religious lady and she had all of her thing. But what I managed to get from her was uh, just the essence of uh, working with your hands, being able to grow plants, to be able to cook everything that you want mm. uh, and also know the plurality of the Mahabharat. So every, when I was a kid, she used to live with us and uh, every afternoon was a story from one of the epics. And I didn't realize I'd given it to her. That did happen. The second was my nani, who I got to know as an adult, uh, better as an adult, was she brought the rest of, uh, taught me how to live in a city and um, also brought a lot of uh, appreciation for classical music mm. uh, so between those two very you know uh, strong people I was definitely nurtured by them mm. and they they do I realize now some of my decision making is from that mm. the next were a lot of my teachers mm. you don't realize but uh, with the sense of uh, discipline and rigor of uh, doing my homework mm. uh, for anything, you know, putting in that little extra effort or having, you know, Mrs. Bob who taught said, you know, get up on stage and do elocution. I don't know whether it's even done anymore, but it gave me a sense of being able to do stand up and present, you know, sometimes I'm standing in front of a, you know, I said, oh, uh, stage fright. Mm. And I said, oh no, I could hear an old teacher or someone's, you know, voice somewhere saying, it's, it's, it's going to be okay. And you, you, you're fine to mm. do that. Uh, school teachers um, and um, Mrs. Menon, who I was quite afraid at one point to getting it wrong. The tremendous pressure to be a good student or good, you know, this good as a word that can be badly. She said, you know, uh, brought a different perspective when I was quite young in junior school. So I'm very, very grateful to her for that because uh, now when I met her many years ago, I realized what she was trying to do. And then junior course, school as in junior school in Wellams, right? Yeah. yeah. She yeah. would, she said, you know, she just told me, why are you so afraid? And was like, somebody asked you that and you never thought of an answer for that, you know? Why are you so afraid? You know, do you know, some people just not give up and say you've figured out, and even if you, whatever your answer is, then you're not afraid of that answer anymore. And not afraid Correct. of that answer anymore. And next answer. And it's like, okay. So something like that, as simple as that. And then of course, my tremendous and wonderful gurus really not teachers and friends who uh, who were my teachers in design school mm. Mm. really mm. and then as an adult uh, i mean as a person in the last few years um, there were a couple um, sophie mitchell and stewart um, uh, jackman were classic old dk they be they were there from the inception and i was very lucky he's a designer she was uh, managing editor publisher and um, I really was mentored by them. Mm -hmm. And I didn't realize I was being mentored. So best kind of mentoring. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, the faith they had in me helped me see my potential. And I think somebody having that blind faith in you, which is not family, uh, somebody having that, uh, it just uh, changed mm -hmm. 
So yes, I have a set of people right through yeah. and a uh, few of these. And of course, there's always space for Madonna, Michael Jackson. <laughs> great. Okay, great to hear all this. Uh, each individual has something uh, to contribute, I feel. It's unique to him or her or them. What, what do you think you contribute? What do you bring as a gift to humankind? Um, <laughs> what I do, I don't know, actually, in, um, you know, uh, one of the things, and this is weird, because whether it was in the gardens where uh, we were on the top of the pyramid as children of Bada uh, Sahibs, mm -hmm. as well as um, when uh, working with um, craftspeople and uh, people that uh, actually were the talent, uh, for me, it was always learning from somebody else and being able to talk to anybody. And I think one of the biggest changes for, for me was uh, when we went for a course called Environmental Perception and we were actually sent into the village of Adalaj. Now in Assam, I knew, I grew up in an agrarian society, but the maths was a pyramid. I was still part of it and it was not an equal interaction, but it taught us how to be work with people who were doing different things, whether it was the Bijli mystery, whether it was the cart mystery, you know, uh, the Mali would know something more. But when I went to NID and I went to this, this really, it was working with villagers and you see the magic of what everybody brings to the table. It wasn't the education. It wasn't the, the degrees. Mm -hmm. It was the ability to see what that other person is doing. And it could be just fantastic to identify the talent that, and have a conversation and B saying, you know, I don't know this to me. And it was, uh, I think mostly, I think what I can bring, I don't know. <laughs> but uh, I'm happy to always be open for a chat and, you know, help. Mm -hmm. But for me, it was always the other way. Saying, Achha? Uh, you know, whether it was uh, an old cook telling me, baby, aapka custard say nahi hai, banila dalo, <laughs> to, which was just a few years ago. And I, I said, you know, he, it didn't have to be uh, Martha Stewart telling me. Mm -hmm. Nandan Singh could tell me just as well, yeah. uh, whether it was um, Lozari and Yashwan Bhai, these painters I worked with, who taught me everything I know about wood and paint. I feel that almost uh, selfish that I'm the one who's hogging, you know, uh, yeah. learning all the time. Mm. So also, yeah. I suppose being able to recognize the gift everybody else has, which what I'm picking up from what you're saying is that the uniqueness that you bring is being able to see what anybody can give you and being able to appreciate it and incorporate it into, yeah. into your being. Yeah. And I think yeah. that is a huge gift. What it does for people then is gives them equity, you know? Yeah. And, and my is, belief, the thing that I can give back, and this is not because I work in publishing, please, but read, read, read. Mm. Or watch uh, slightly more, not just watch stuff that will uh, make you think mm -hmm. uh, even if it's a clever TikTok video just just keep your uh, I feel that most exciting thing is to be curious all the time mm -hmm. uh, that's what I offer that you know don't underestimate curiosity and you that you are curious and that everybody is a designer in themselves you know you're, do, you're creating something every day and you say oh it's not it's the, not the part of uh, somebody else's job to do it. And often I find people saying, I'm not artistic at all. I can't draw, I can't be as mm. Everybody has that spark, just find your channel.
but just keep it open keep mm. keep uh, mm. that's what i feel it's yeah. it works yeah. yeah great thank you that's that's very powerful and to be able to share that and to keep that alive for in yourself and therefore kind of you know being almost like a mirror for somebody else to you know in this whole thing about contagion and i'm talking about good contagion, good contagion. <laughs> okay. yes. we need to we need to kind of keep building that up some good contagion and i think doing being able to do that is phenomenal malika i've really enjoyed um, my conversation with you and thank you so much for making the time before we close out is there anything else you'd like to say you know the the current thing is uh, which i heard last year from both uh, an american uh, leader called whitefoot and arundhati roy was that the pandemic is our portal mm -hmm. and there is opportunities and ways of change that we can be so i just feel be the change it's it's all changing and i've had a lot of changes and uh, a good way uh, so you know use the portal thank you so much that's a very powerful message to end on and um, and and thank you malika for sharing for being on this journey for uh helping us be letting us be a part of it and 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 sharing your life with us it's been an absolute thank pleasure you have a great time in landor and find your stillness and your space and your joy and i wish you a uh, great peace before you come back again and i'm off to get some cake so you can see <laughs> thank you shiva you know it's always lovely to chat to you and you know what you gave me almost this is 50% 55% i mean 100 90 95% of talk time and you said just a few open questions so thank you for being such a great listener thank you so much thank you malvika take care of yourself and we'll can connect up soon again yes definitely bye bye thank you for your time and attention and for being a part of soul brews with shiva Until next week keep the coffee swirling <laughs>